0: Today's podcast, I have to interview someone, so I decided to interview Jennifer Lyles. So who is Jennifer Lyles? Um, Jennifer Lyles is a historian, and she's my mother. Um, Hi. Hi, Marion. I'm Jennifer Lyles. I'm a local public historian. I, I have been working with Public history with Baltimore and Maryland specifically since 2018. So, what kind of work do you do as a historian? I usually do research and work with the public. So, often you can find me at, um, when open, various museums teaching people about local history, but I've also given lectures and worked with various product, projects that have Baltimore's uh, history in mind. So uh, specifically, I worked with the Howard Cooper lynching and um, discussing that with school-age children as well as adults and putting together the memorial with the project has been something that I've worked on for the last couple of years. Um, Have you always loved history, Sash, wanted to be a historian? I have. Um, I've loved history all of my life. My dad was born in 1921 and my mom was born in 1957. And so I felt like I was a child born between many decades. And with the history that they talked about, I just felt really compelled to learn more about history, and my grandfather and other aunts and uncles were actually very interested in history as well. So I went on a field trip in the fifth grade to the Baltimore Museum of Industry, and I was able to work there uh, with my classmates for a few weekends, and at that point, I said I wanted to work there in the future if I could do that. Um. Have you ever received ridicule about your job, like someone not liking what you do or someone not agreeing with the history you did? Uh, yes. Uh, working with the lynching project, uh, there were people who were very offended by the topic, uh, not only the topic being taught to middle schoolers, but also the topic being um, brought to light What in what they considered... Uh, bringing up the past. And so when that situation happens, I try to understand that the history that we are all aware of can sometimes be made to be pretty. Um, And it isn't in that history where we learn our lessons. It is in the real history that's happened. And so we can all reconcile from those histories. And I try to bring people around to understanding that pain does not mean that we should ignore and move on, that we have to reconcile that kind of history. Um, how did you get into history? Was it a person that introduced you to it? I, um, I, I would definitely say my dad, and then anybody I talked to and I talked about history, uh, teachers specifically. And then when I got to college, I had a history professor that, I told him that uh, on the side, I had always loved history and he encouraged me to start a history club at Stevenson, which was at the time Villa Julie, when I went to school initially. And so while there wasn't a history major there, then I started the history club there in 1994 and um, took enough classes to actually have a history minor, even though it didn't exist and kept in touch with him. And he's somebody who I will say has always been a mentor to me and encouraged me to come back to school in 2015 for my degree in public history. So would that be someone you looked up to? Absolutely. I still look up to him now. He got his PhD when he was in his 40s. Before that, he had had a million different degrees and um, jobs. He worked as a highwayman. It was interesting. So I felt like He was telling me back then, because it was his first year of teaching when it was my first year of college, that I could do anything at any time. There was no rush. And because my dad died while I was in college, he kind of stepped in that role for me when I was feeling kind of spun out of control um, about what my future was going to be. So I still talk to him today. So what what schooling did you have to do to become the historian you are today? I had to go back to school for my second bachelor's, and if you want to teach, usually you need to have a master's, and if you want to be a historian, primarily just to do research and writing, like books, then you have to get your Ph.D., that's not the kind of history I want to do. So public history is kind of so new in the thought process that there isn't even a master's for that. So my bachelor's is fine for right now and it's more about experience than it is about education, but a bachelor's for sure and um, possibly a master's in the future. Um, what is it about history that you well, love? I think history allows us to have some feeling of safety about what our present and future is because truly nothing is brand new. Everything is either an innovation or a desire to make something from the past better. So when they say history repeats itself, it truly does. And so, for example, this past year, we've been living in a pandemic, but that happened in 1918. The same situations happened, the same worries happened, the same stories happened of people losing loved ones, of people not going to school or work, of people losing their jobs. And with the flu, right? With the flu. So we can learn about that time and know that people made a pass there. So it's not always about forgetting the past because it's irrelevant. It's really about. And right now we have a vaccine that was brand new and people are afraid of it. Well, in the fifties, there was a vaccine for polio that people were afraid of. And a batch actually killed many children. And the fear was, well, these people will stop getting their polo vaccine and kids will continue to get polio. And I'm sorry if I said polo. Um, I meant to say polio, but. The craziest thing was, is that that very next day, parents lined up to give their kids that vaccine, knowing what had happened. And I believe that would happen today. And it has. Some people have had terrible reactions to the COVID vaccine. But as I saw today, thousands of people were in line. I got in line and and everybody else was. And we were all excited about it. So. It's just a, a remembrance that if we look backwards, a, a lot of what has already happened will help us in the future. Um, is there a specific time period you know a lot about? If so, what about that time period stands out to you and makes you want to know so much about it? I like the Industrial Revolution. And um, what was the Industrial Revolution? Uh, well, in England, it started quite early, and I like the American Industrial Revolution, so we're saying post the Civil War, a little before that, but I like particularly the Victorian age, so like the 1890s when we had a lot of immigration and the cities were really being built. That's my favorite part, mainly because of the Bottom Museum of Industry, and that's when my family had um, arrived. Um but I like the potato famine because our family was Irish and a majority of them came over at that period. And uh, particularly anything after 1900, I like the reconstruction period because I found that to be a quite interesting time, very short, unfortunately. Um, but anything after 1900 American history, and specifically Baltimore, Maryland, is my favorite. Um, Do you meet a lot of people when you're doing this job? I meet a lot of people. And a lot of my jobs have been from people who have talked to me in a lecture, come to talk to me after about their history or their place that they are interested in. And they get me in contact. And so in this business, I have found that it is all through connections and word of mouth. I have not answered an advertisement. I have not had to uh, go and have a true interview. It's really been someone who's been interested in something that I know and then has led me to something else. Um, or people who've thought of me and told me, you might be interested in this, which is how I got interested in Howard Cooper, my the professor I already talked about. he said, I think you and your daughter would be interested in coming to this. And I took your sister because you were pretty young at the time. And from that, I got a job as their researcher and helps coordinate their education uh, platform. Mm-hmm. So um, I, that's the Maryland lynching uh, project. So I got involved with them and still am involved with them. Um, is there anything you think people, children, adults, who are should know if it want to become a history? <laughs> to realize that books are written by people who may have lived at that time or may not have lived at that time. And so when you're reading history books to always read them with an understanding that there is always going to be a bias or a prejudice or a um, take on it that aligns with their thoughts. So I always tell people that if you read a book by an author. I have several favorites. I know they're great at researching, but say if their love is the president's, then they will touch on the positives and negatives, but it's always usually a slant. I write with a slant. Everybody does. You write with what you like. But if you're really interested in something, then what you do is you go find primary sources and you research this for yourself. And you can then read newspapers, and sometimes the newspaper accounts can also be very prejudiced and biased as well. So you keep searching things out to try to get the whole story, because what we're realizing now is we haven't gotten the whole story about Black history and women history, because who was writing that history didn't find that history important to share. And I think in the future, what you're going to find is that children's history will be something that people will start to really focus on. And I have been trying to focus on that since having you guys, that people don't put a lot of, I guess, weight behind the history of children because the thought process of a childhood did not come about until after the 1940s. It's very new. My mom was the first generation who had childhood. Prior to that, you worked. And people really didn't think about your opinions. And you're only three generations from that. So I think by the time you have grandchildren, the thought of childhood and museums about childhood and focusing on people's childhoods will be really important. So look at what's happening around you now and think of what it means for the future. Okay, that's my last question. Um. Bye. Thank you for joining. Thanks you for having me. And if anybody wants to become a historian, they can always talk to me. <laughs> um. Okay. And thanks for listening. Bye.